It's time for the BCHL Podcast. Here's your host, Jesse Adamson. Hey there, welcome to the BCHL Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Adamson. We're back with a brand new episode after we took a week off last week, and we are sticking with our college hockey theme. This week, we have another two great guests for you. First up, we have Boston College sophomore forward and former West Kelowna Warrior Mike Hardman. And after that, we speak with four-year BCHL veteran and current Minnesota State freshman defenseman Jake Livingstone. Like I said, first up, we speak with Hardman, who is in his second year at BC. In his first year, he came out of the gates flying with 25 points in 35 games. And this year, he's on a similar trajectory with 15 points in his first 20 games. Boston College sits atop the Hockey East standings heading into the final weekend of play where they'll wrap up the regular season with a contest against Northeastern. We had a great chat with Mike about his time in West Kelowna and his career so far at Boston College, so let's not waste any more time and get to the interview. So Mike, I wanted to talk to you about the team first. Uh, Boston College is ranked number two in, in the national rankings. You're the top team in Hockey East right now. In your opinion, why has the team been so successful this year? Um, no, I think we have a really good team this year and we can do a lot of good things, but I think that, um, you know, I think we're really close on and off the ice. Um, I don't think I've ever been on a team that's been closer than this one. Um, I think that it's been with the whole COVID, uh, thing going on. It's obviously, um, it's obviously really tough, but I think that, you know, we've all been, uh, be able to get through it and, uh, that's just made us a lot closer, but, um, I think that, we knew going into the year we'd have a we had a lot of good players and um, I think we just had, we've made the most of it for sure. Yeah, COVID has caused a lot of adversity for teams, and obviously it's it's pretty much the same all around. But uh, your team is, has faced some additional adversity. Um, you've been missing key guys like Alex Newhook was out for a huge chunk of the year with uh, World Junior Camp and injuries. You had three key players at, at Team USA's camp as well for the World Juniors. Still, still have some players dealing with injuries as well. How has the team been able to overcome all this adversity this year? Yeah, I think that what Coach Works has been saying is just uh, next man up. And, um, you know, I think that all of our guys have been doing really well to, to handle that. Obviously, um, you know, Nui is one of our best players. And uh, same with the, you know, three guys that were missing for, for USA and maybe a couple other guys that, are, that have been uh, injured throughout the whole year. But um, I think we've, we've done, uh, we've, you know, battled through it. And uh, when those guys came back, it just made us, uh, you know, a lot better team. But, um, I think every team kind of goes through that, you know, injury bug or guys are messing through world juniors. And, uh, I think we uh, handled it really well. So I just want to talk about you and your, your personal game, um, in your time at BC. So you, you came in last year as a freshman, but you proved right away. You were able to produce at that level. Um, what, what was the transition like for you from junior to college? Yeah, I think that, uh, it was a little tough at first. I think that, the college game is, uh, definitely you know, fat, uh, faster and guys are stronger, but um, I think it took me probably like four or five games to, to get used to speed and, uh, and the intensity of the, of the game, but um, you know, I, I thought we had a really good team last year, and uh, I was able to play with, uh, with Alex for, for a good chunk of the year, and you know, playing with him you know, really helped me. He's obviously held a player, and, um, but yeah, no, I think that it's uh, you know, playing the BCHL was uh, really good for my development, and um, you know, I'm really happy that I uh, got to play there before I came to BC. 
Yeah, I want to follow up on a couple of those things in your answer there a little bit later. But um, with this being your second year uh, now in college, how do you think you've grown your game on the ice? And and maybe how how do you think you've grown off the ice as well, kind of dealing with with the college hockey routine? Yeah, I think that uh, being a student athlete in general is uh, very tough. You know, you're battling um, not just hockey, but, you know, academics and also your social life. um, I think as a freshman, it's pretty hard uh, uh, to adjust that because, you know, in juniors, you're, you're just playing hockey and uh, you're not dealing with any school or anything like that. So, um, you know, it was a little uh, hard to get used to, but th- this year I, I knew what I was getting into uh, right away. And, um, you know, it's being a sophomore, you know, and, and so like in the summer going into sophomore year, you know, what you have to, you know, train for. And um, it's, it's just an easier transition um, through the whole process. But, um, yeah, I think this summer I really just kind of trained on, uh, what I needed to get better at, uh, as a, a hockey player. I think for me, it was just, uh, you know, quickness, um, away from the puck and, uh, some other little stuff, but, um, yeah, that no, was definitely, you know, a bit of playing college hockey last year and play uh, the full 35 games. And then the summer just kind of, uh, knowing what I needed to do was, it helped me a lot. I just want to quickly go back to to the BCHL and your time in West Kelowna. So you played the one season there in 2018-19. Uh, I know you're you're yeah. a Massachusetts kid. Why did you decide to come out west to play hockey? Yeah, I think that um, you know there's a lot of guys um, that were playing the BCHL for Ma- for Massachusetts, and um, they absolutely loved it out there. I, there's a couple of guys that were from Mass that played uh, in West Kelowna um, and. Just talking to them the summer prior when I went out there, they said all uh, just great things about the organization and, and the area. And um, you know, I think you see a lot more uh, New England guys going out there, starting to get kind of trendy. But um, I felt like there was just needed a change, and uh, I went out there and I just absolutely loved it. I lived with a, a great Bill family. I lived with the Tippins um, in West Kelowna, and um, it was just an awesome experience. And um, you know, hopefully, I'll be able to go back in the next couple of years. Uh, this whole COVID thing is uh, over with, but yeah, it was just, um, just being able to go out there and uh, <clears throat> be able to, you know, kind of have a lot, a lot more confidence uh, playing hockey and, but also uh, just be able to have fun, um, you know, off the ice, I had great teammates out there and just be able to um, be myself with them was just awesome. Yeah, you mentioned kind of your first impressions of the city and and how you had the relationship with your billets and your teammates. Uh, but what about the rest of the league? Like when you got there, did anything surprise you about joining the BCHL? What were your first impressions of the league and maybe uh, the the level of competition? Yeah, I mean, the league's uh, you know it's, it's a really good league. I think that uh, I think a lot more people are going to go out there because it's uh, you know we see a lot more guys um, <clears throat> going out there and committing to, committing to NCAA schools and. Uh, I see a lot, a lot of guys that are playing in that league and um, you know going into college and, and doing really well. But when I first got out there, I think it was just, um, you know, I was just wasn't really surprised by anything. I think that all the guys kind of told me what it what it would be like, and um, you know they're really spot on. I think it's, they all told me that's a really good league. And um, but yeah, I think that just uh, being able to go out there and just um, as a second year junior guy and just kind of be able to play my game and all the great coaches with uh, Jeff Grimwood and Brandon West. And, um, you know, if I could do it all over again, I'd go out there in a heartbeat. It was just a, a great city. And, um, you know, being able to play in the BCHL was, was a great year. 
So I was talking to Chase Johnston, uh, the West Kelowna broadcaster, in preparation for this interview, and he he pointed out that uh, when you came in uh, to that first year in West Kelowna, you weren't necessarily touted as an elite scorer heading into the year, but you kind of proved everyone wrong. You ended up with 72 points that year in 58 games. You finished third in league scoring. How did things all come together for you that season? Yeah, I think that um, I think we had a really good team that year, and um, I was able to play with some really good players. And um, but I think the biggest thing for me was just confidence. Um, being a second second year guy, juniors, uh, I played my first year in the USHL, and then um, obviously second year was in the BCHL. And um, I think the first couple of games just kind of got used to the, to the level that I was playing at. And um, you know, I think once. You know, puck started going in the back and then it just uh, kind of clicked. And but um, you know, I thought we had a really good team and uh, playing with guys like Chase Dubois and Parm Dalywall and Max Balaka and you know those guys. They were just uh, awesome for me. And um, it was it wasn't just me. It was just all those guys. They were they were great for my development. But um, yeah, I think that for any player, I think once you get confidence and you start you know putting up points, just uh, the puck just kind of finds you and. Um, it was just a, you know, a great year and I wish we could have went on and, uh, you know, won some trophies there, but, um, but yeah, it was, an, it was an awesome year and I was fortunate enough to play with all those good players. Shifting focus back to college now. So, um, they're looking at the roster at Boston College. There, there's a solid group of BCH former BCHL players on the team now, and all of them are either sophomores or freshmen. So, you guys are kind of all around the same age as well. So, what's it like playing with so many guys that you maybe played against or, or played the year after you? You guys are all the same age and have all that in common. What's it like being with that group of guys? Yeah, I think that right when you, um, you know, meet someone that put in the BCHL, you just kind of, your, your little bond. Um, you know, I mean, the freshman this year, I know, you know Danny Waite, um, Jack Agnew, Nikita Nestorenko, uh, those three guys played last year. And um, there's definitely some chirps flying around, uh, <laughs> you know, what city's better, what team's better. Um, so it's pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, last year I didn't, um, you know, I obviously knew of Alex Newhook. Uh, he was, um, has obviously scored over, over a hundred points. So I knew of them and, but I didn't really know him that well. And, uh, you know, first day I met him, we were, we, we just became really close just because of the BCHL and, you know, the league we played in. And, um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. And I think that just, um, makes us just a lot closer because we played in that league. And, um, I think for me and maybe to help out those guys this year and just, uh, kind of see uh, how the game transits to college and, you know, all three guys are, are playing um, really well to start their freshman year. and um, But yeah, I think it really helps that uh, all six of us played uh, in the BCHL and just kind of get to pick each other's brains about um, you know, the college level and how, it's, uh, how it translates to the BCHL. Yeah, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about Alex, uh, Alex Newhook there. Um, you mentioned your relationship with him. And I know at the start of last year, you two had a bet for when uh, West Kelowna played Victoria. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly how it went down and who won the bet. So maybe tell us about what the bet was, uh, who won, and, and maybe what the outcome was. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what happened last year was I think it was like a, a Sunday uh, at school. And um, I, th- I think Alex just came, kind of came up to me and just said that, uh, that Victoria was playing West K at West K. And, um, you know, I was really confident that, uh, that West K, West K was going to win. I think, uh, at the time, I think Victoria had a lot of guys that went to college after his year. So, uh, we made a bet. It was, uh, 
the the loser had to wear um, the opposing team's like uh, sweatshirt or shirt or like or like a hat or something and uh, put it on social media. And uh, I think it was like two zero West K. And then Victoria came back and ended up winning in overtime. So I wore uh, Alex's um, Victoria sweatshirt and hat, and I held up one of his uh, Grizzlies shirts, and uh, he put it on social media. So that was pretty funny. But um, yeah, I definitely have to do another bet. Once the BCHL season starts going uh, next year, and hopefully Westgate uh, comes out on top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll have to do round two there. Maybe best two out of three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I want to ask you about another one of your teammates. I'm told that you're also roommates with Spencer Knight, the goalie there at Boston College, and uh, he's having yeah. an incredible year. Um, he was a big reason why the U.S. won the World Juniors. They won the gold medal gold medal over Canada. You got to shut out that game. Uh, he's a finalist for the Mike Richter Award for the NCAA's top goalie. Uh, what's it like playing in front of that guy? Yeah, he, uh, Niter's the best goalie I've ever played against or with. He's uh, you know unbelievable guy and just an uh, unbelievable goalie. But I think the, just a little things. Um, I've never seen a guy you know, take care of his body like he does. Uh, you know, being, being able to uh, live in a six man at school and he's one of my roommates and just uh, you know nutrition and just the way he stretches day in and day out. It's unbelievable. And, but um, yeah, no, he's just um, on top of the game every, every time uh, he laced up his skates and uh, he's just so confident in the net and so calm. And um, uh, I think he's going to have a hell of a career um, once he leaves BC, but yeah, I think that he's just, uh, you know, he had a really good World Junior uh, tournament. And, um, you know, especially that last game versus Canada, he was just standing on his head. And uh, there's some saves that I couldn't believe he saved. But it was, uh, but yeah, he's just an awesome guy. And um, sometimes I just have no idea how he's only 19 years old. He's just um, such a mature guy and um, really funny kid too. But yeah, it's, uh, I bet you he's going to be on TV for, for a lot of years in the, in the, uh, in the upcoming years, but mm-hmm. yeah, he's a, uh, you know, awesome goalie and I uh, can't see what he does. So I just want to wrap up with a couple questions just on the outlook going forward here in the season. So um, there's one, le- one game left on the regular schedule, regular season schedule for you guys. You play Northeastern this Friday. Uh, what are you looking for from the team in order to make sure you're ready for the postseason? Like I, like I mentioned before, you guys are, are sitting in first place in hockey East, but what are you looking to accomplish in this last game to maybe carry some momentum into the, the postseason? Um, yeah, I think it's a, it's, it's definitely a must win for us. Uh, and Northeastern is a great team and, um, uh, we played them once early in the season. I think we end up winning by, by a goal or two, but, um, yeah, last Friday we, we lost to UMass and that was a really good game, but, um, going into playoffs, um, uh, you know, I know the hockey's playoffs and the NCAA tournaments, one game elimination. So you have to be playing your A game, um, every game, but, um, you know, this Friday, I think that. Uh, just kind of cleaning up our game a little bit and just, uh, you know, I think as a team, we're just talking about playing a uh, full 60 minutes. And um, I think that we haven't really been playing our, our a, a game hockey recently. So I think just being able to clean that up and just uh, going out there and just playing a full 60 minutes and hopefully we can end up beating Northeastern and then going to the playoffs and uh, hopefully winning a hockey championship and a national championship. 
Yeah, just my last question is about that. I'm, I've been asking a lot of guys, a lot of the college guys that I talk to the same question, but with this crazy season, we talked about all the challenges because of COVID. We talked about the adversity with you, your team missing guys because of World Juniors and, and injuries. But what would it mean to you to cap off such a, a weird and challenging season with a national championship? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be unbelievable. I think just uh, the year that you know, um, every team has faced... Uh, definitely a, a weird year and um just being able to you know cap it off at the national championship would be really cool and um but yeah that's you know it's going to be really hard to, to do that i think every team um that'll be in the ncaa tournament's uh, a really good team and you know anyone can win but um you know hopefully we end up you know playing really well in playoffs and get the uh go to the frozen four in pittsburgh and just kind of show what, what we can do but um but yeah i'm really excited for playoffs and i think we have a really special team this year that can uh, win trophies but um but yeah i know it's uh it's really exciting and hopefully we get the job done all right mike well that was a great conversation thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and best of luck in the playoffs is down the stretch here yeah thank you i appreciate it for having me Thanks again to Mike Hardman for taking the time to chat with us and uh, giving us such a great interview. Moving on, next up is former Langley Riverman and current Minnesota State University defenseman Jake Livingstone. As I mentioned at the top, Livingstone spent four years in the BCHL, all with the Langley Riverman, and that culminated last year in a season where he had almost a point per game and was a finalist for the league's top defenseman award. 20 games into his college career, it looks like he's picking up right where he left off in Langley. He has 11 points and is second in defenseman scoring on his team. One point back of former Salmon Arm Silverback and eventual BCHL top defenseman award winner last year, Akito Hirose. In the interview, we talk about his relationship with Hirose, with both of them coming in at the same time, his time in Langley, and his freshman season so far. So, Jake, uh, this year is your freshman year at Minnesota State University. Uh, unique season, to say the least. Um, how how has your first season of college hockey gone, in your words? Um, I believe I've just been learning lots and kind of taking it day by day. I mean, it's pretty uncertain times with uh, COVID and all that. So, like I said, I've just been trying to soak in as much as I can from the seniors that are going to be leaving and stuff like that. And then just kind of... Uh, yeah, like I said, take it day by day and just enjoy it while I can. You're having a really good season individually. We'll get to the team stuff in a second, but uh, 11 points in 20 games, obviously fitting in quite well. Um, how, how have you felt that your game has transitioned to the next level? Oh, it's been good. I mean, fortunately, kind of we got lucky with the games being pushed back. So we got some more time to like get into the pace of things and like have practice and stuff like that and like kind of almost adjust to the speed of the game before our first game with uh, me and Akito. So we kind of just, and like all the other freshmen, we just kind of got lucky, I think, in a way with COVID as it like, we didn't just hop right into games two weeks after we got here. We got to kind of get an adjustment period. So it kind of made our uh, 
transition into game speed a little bit easier when the games came. Yeah, you mentioned Akito Hiroshi, and that leads me perfectly to my next question. Um, BCHL fans will know Akito from uh, the, his time with the Salmon Arm Silverbacks. Um, at Minnesota State, you guys are 1-2 defensemen scoring on the team. Uh, you were both actually finalists for BCHL's Top Defenseman Award last year. So uh, what's it like playing with him after playing against him for, long, for so long and, and coming into to college hockey at the same time? Uh, it's been awesome, to be honest. Like We're roommates here. And uh, we get along really well. And uh, we have a mutual best friend growing up that uh, we kind of knew each other before that and stuff like that. So it's only always kind of been a fun competition with us, like even before in the BCHL and stuff when he won uh, Defenseman of the Year and all that. Like it was always like kind of a fun competition and stuff. And so it's been really good. And like it's been awesome to be his roommate and stuff. Any friendly chirps about him taking home the hardware last year and then not you? Yeah, I hear him too much. I'm not going to say what he says, but <laughs> I hear him way too much. <laughs> well, that's, that's what friends are for, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, another guy I wanted to talk to you about, and you mentioned kind of the learning from the seniors, and, and this guy is a senior, the team uh, the team captain, Reese Smolik. Um, you've been paired with him a lot this year, I, I've noticed. Um, what's it been like playing alongside a veteran leader like that? Um, I mean, it's kind of been everything, like when it comes to developing and like I said, transitioning to game speed, like when I got put with him, like it was just made the game a lot easier. Like he's been, he's been through it all and he's so solid like defensively and he's such a good guy. And like, he's very vocal out there, like helps me out. Like, I don't know. I look up to, I look up to him a lot as well. Like in that aspect of his game, like he's such a workhorse for this team and like been here for four years. So it's, it means a lot to me to like be able to play with him and stuff and, have him around to just kind of learn from like him and Jack McNeely. Those two have been really good. Like Wyatt too, just kind of looking at them and just seeing what they've been through and like how they go about their day to days. No matter if it's a Monday practice and it's a grind, you don't want to be there. They make it, they make you want to be there. They make you have fun, even though it's a hard day. It's just every day is fun going to the rank with being with those guys. We've talked about individual players and, and yourself included, but you guys have a t- as a team have had a pretty incredible year so far. 16-3-1 overall. Uh, recently clinched the McNaughton Cup as the WCHA regular season champions. Top five in the national polls. Uh, how impressed have you been with your team's play this year? Uh, it's been good. It's just kind of, like I said, it just comes back to like practices and stuff. And like those Monday practices, like, yeah, hey, they're not fun. Those Tuesday practices aren't fun, but we we get to work and we enjoy it. And like everybody around there enjoys being at the rink and they enjoy putting the work in to get those results. And the coaching staff has done a really good job preparing everybody and kind of giving us what we need to succeed on a weekend basis. And I mean, we've been doing it quite well lately. So uh, even though you guys have already clinched, like I mentioned, uh, you, you do still have one more weekend to go. Uh, games against Michigan Tech on Friday and Saturday. Um, how do you guys approach that? How do you stay motivated for that series? And what do you guys plan on doing to, to stay sharp and ready for the postseason? I think we just got to focus on our little details of the game that, that need fine-tuning. And that's how we can kind of we can build off our – go back to our ground game of, you know, blocking shots, being a fast-paced team, being heavy, just kind of little things like that, just – almost uh, take pride in the little things and then uh, just kind of keep going from there. And like, just like I said, uh, fine tuning the little things in our game that are going to make us even a better hockey team. 
One more question about Minnesota State before we kind of transition to the BCHL. Just curious. Um, I know you, you're a guy who who probably had a lot of looks and a lot of offers uh, before you made that decision um, to to what school you wanted to go to. So why did you end up choosing uh, Minnesota State ultimately? What was so attractive about going to that school? Um, for me, it was just kind of the the family mentality that they have around here. Like we're all so close and like even through COVID and everything, we weren't allowed to come for the summer and train together and all that. Like you just get so close in two weeks and obviously the coaching staff is, is huge for me. And um, I just felt like the coaching staff, they care more about their players than how they're playing. They're more worried about how, you know, how your family's doing and everything. Obviously they care about you performing on the ice, but that's not like end all means all. It's kind of like, I mean, they just care about more things than just the game of hockey. And that's kind of, like I said, bringing back to the family aspect of things. And the guys are really good. And they have such a good history here. Obviously, like we just won the fourth straight McNaughton Cup. It's kind of hard to not want to go to a team that just has all these things that you're looking for. All right. Well, jumping to the BCHL now, um, you played four seasons with the Langley Rivermen. Obviously, a, a big chunk of your hockey career and, and honestly, your, your life was spent there. Um, so looking back on that time, um, what, what stood out to you about that? And, and maybe what, what does that team mean to you when you think back about it? Uh, I mean, it's kind of tough looking back. I mean, four years, it was, it was fun. And uh, obviously, you enjoy it and everything. And like I said, I had amazing billets in Langley that made my time a lot tougher to leave. That's for sure. And like, I just looking back on it, it just helped me mature as a person, like leaving home at 17 wasn't easy. And then uh, helping Bobby helped me out too. He kind of, he kind of gave me more drive for my work ethic and everything and kind of all that kind of stuff. And just helped me grow as a player, that whole organization. And I've had definitely gained some lifetime friends out of that organization, like Brandon Booty, Ryan Helliwell, guys like that that just say Angus Crookshank it's just you just see those guys every day and stuff and it's just like such a great organization to be a part of and I was lucky to be there and have great billets yeah you're perfectly leading me into my questions here I wanted to ask you um I spoke with Angus Crookshank actually a few weeks ago and he himself mentioned how much he loved playing for Bobby who you just mentioned your relationship with him as well but um what what was that relationship like um maybe in a little bit more detail, like when you were there, what was your relationship like with Bobby Henderson, the coach there? I mean, uh, for me personally with Bobby and me, he could probably say the same. We had a lot of love hate or one day we couldn't even talk to each other, look at each other. Then the <laughs> next day we would be buddy, buddy, how you doing? Like, love you, man. Like kind of thing. So it was like going there, like I said, it just helped me mature. Right. It's just him being so hard on me. Some days was just like, it was just me being, you know, an immature kid. And then I got lucky enough to mature out of that. And he helped me grow as a person. So I can't thank him enough for that. In your time in Langley, between your third and fourth year, uh, you really started to chip in offensively. You see your your numbers kind of jump up, your production. Uh, by the end of it, you're, you're nearly up at a point per game. Uh, what do you attribute to that rise in production? Um, I don't know. I just think more so opportunity. You know, I've, for my first two years, I wasn't on the power play. I wasn't just kind of little things like that, right? So it just, like, comes with opportunity. And once you're given that, I mean, hopefully I made the most of it when I was 19. And that's kind of just how it brought about. 
Um, so you're a, you're a BC boy born, uh, you're from Creston, BC. Um, you played for your, your hometown Creston Valley Thunder in the KIJHL, uh, before moving up to the BCHL. You mentioned leaving home for Langley. Um, but, um, how, how fortunate do you feel having gotten to play your junior hockey in your home province? Uh, it was, it was really fun. Actually, like I said, I got to drive home. Was, Langley was a little far, eight hours, but I mean, you get to drive home. You don't have to fly anywhere and worry about delayed flights or anything. Your parents can come to visit and stuff. And like I said, I was fortunate enough with my billets being so close with me and my family that my family could just come stay at my billet house and whenever they wanted. And it was just like, I was fortunate that way. So, I mean, really lucky to play in BC for sure. And then you ended up, uh, like we talked about, moving to Minnesota this year. So a little bit different than, than moving from Creston to Langley. So how was that transition going from uh, from BC to, to Minnesota, kind of moving halfway across the continent? Oh, it was good. I mean, there was a couple, a couple of days this past month where I had to get used to that cold weather when it hit minus 40, minus 30. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen that before in a long time. So other than that, it's been good. Um, so you, I'm, you mentioned some of the friends that you have, uh, on the Rivermen, the guys that are still there, like Ryan Helliwell. Um, and I'm sure, you know, a lot of other guys on other teams in the BCHL for that matter. So when you talk to those guys and in your conversations with them, what's the, what's your sense of kind of how they're holding up with, uh, everything on hold since November and just getting to, to only practice and not play games? Uh, I think a lot of like, I've talked to Kalen Zito and then Helliwell as well. And they kind of just, like they said, they're they're doing okay with it. Obviously, it's kind of mm-hmm. tough mentally with the whole situation going on. And you'd like to play, especially I'm talking to them and I'm saying how we're playing games. We got back-to-back games this weekend and stuff like that. And they're stuck just because they're not allowed to play because of safety protocols or whatever. They're holding up fine. They Obviously, they're getting tired of practicing and they just want to play hockey. So, But other than that, I think they're doing all right. Last question for you, and I've been asking this question of a few of the, the college guys I've been talking to, but you're one and one, obviously one of the top programs heading into the, the postseason here. Um, a unique season, challenges on and off the ice, but at the end of the day, what would it mean to you to kind of go all the way and cap it off with a, a national title? Well, it'd be huge to me, to be honest. Like I said, talking earlier of how uh, so many guys on this team mean, like how much that means to me and everything. So it'd be pretty fun and uh, definitely exciting, especially from where we started, not thinking we're going to play to end up winning. That'd be fun. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the time, Jake. Uh, thanks a lot and best of luck in the postseason here as we, as we get there. All right. Thanks, Jesse. Big thanks to Jake Livingstone for joining us and another big thanks to our first guest today, Mike Hardman. That wraps up another episode of the BCHL podcast. Uh, Just a quick plug before we leave. Uh, Last week, we posted another edition of our BCHL alumni series presented by Fortis BC. Uh, This time it was on former Wenatchee Wild and current University of North Dakota forward Jasper Weatherby. Weatherby has been making plenty of news on and off the ice. He was recently named NCHC Conference Player of the Month. And a few weeks back, it was announced that he would be a part of the College Hockey for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee, something that is near and dear to his heart. We get into all of that and more in the profile, so I suggest you head over to bchl.ca and check it out. Big thanks yet again to our producer, Greg Ballack, for helping us out behind the scenes. 
And if you like what you hear and you've been enjoying our episodes of the BCHL podcast this year, uh, please do us a favor. We'd greatly appreciate it if you could rate and subscribe. And that way it'll get the word out even more about our podcast. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you next time.